or lease in the morning. No, this is not a porn. Porn does not look like this. If you equate nudity with porn, you are immature. Dick Shark is the most absurd movie that directo Bill Zebub has ever made. It combines tragedy, comedy, science fiction, exploitation, and surrealism. Don't let the vulgar title fool you. Yes, there is abundant nudity, but there is also a bizarre mixture of concepts that make for quite an experimental film. See what can happen when creativity has to replace a big budget. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie movie Bros. Bros. Here are you B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Well, I fucked up and forgot that, you know, March has five Fridays in it this year, so we had to scramble for another movie where monsters are rather charming hornballs. So we ended up with the 2016 film Dick Shark. Yeah, that's what happened when you don't double-check your calendar. You end up watching a movie called Dick Shark. I'm sorry, okay? I didn't know that it was a fucking blue moon kind of month. It's not every day that you have five Fridays in a month. Well, next time I'm triple-checking my calendar. So, let's just dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three of Dick Shark. Let's start with the good that is this movie. in this movie. Alright, I'll start this one off. The movie had enough self-awareness to never really take itself too seriously. That's pretty cool, I guess. You can't really take a movie like Dick Shark seriously, regardless of what the back of the box may say. Number two, some of the background music is pretty cool. It's mostly metal music, and I like that kind of stuff. Plus, after the movie was over, the creator posted what, what the names of the songs were and what bands they played in, and that was pretty awesome. I like the fact the creator definitely seemed to care about the people involved in the film. And number one, there were lots of boobs and nudity. And I don't really need to say any more, do I? For me, number three. This film has a bit of dialogue here and there that actually is pretty funny. If you could endure the endless prattling and of, you know, let's add screen time dialogue that the funny stuff is hidden within. Number two. I want to be the dick sharks and spider thrower. How do I get that job? Seriously, every time dick shark or one of the giant spiders enters a scene, someone's just like off camera and fucking whips it at one of the actresses. It's amazing. It's the best effect in the entire film, and I love every second of it. And by every second of it, I mean the one second that it takes from dick shark to fly from one side of the screen to the other. Only Bill Zabub can pull those things off. I mean, most of the rest of the movie is trash, but but just dick shark entering scenes and smacking women in the face and stuff it's just, it's it's fucking hilarious because it really looks like they weren't expecting it to be thrown at them so there's like a genuine surprise when it it, it hits them um number one this movie has actress aaron brown she is the actress formerly known as misty monday and i think she's beautiful i'll watch any movie that she's in just because she's in it her acting talent is far superior to what she is used for, which is for her body. But that's just, you know, what she's cast for all the time. And, you know, if I had to pick a male and female, you know, actor and actress that I have a crush on, it would have to be John Barrowman and Aaron Brown. And this movie happens to have Aaron Brown. Yeah, I think the only other movie we've reviewed with her in it was um, Bite Me back a long time ago. I'm surprised because she's in a ton of B-movies, so I'm sure we'll be... Watching more with her in it, especially with your um, 
little crush on her. So now it's time to take a look at the bottom three. What's not so good about this movie? All right. It, it, it was hard to narrow this down to just three, I think. Yeah, to say the least. Um, for number three, this movie was nothing more than a, an excuse for the director to grope a bunch of models. In fact, at one point, he even flat out admits it. Can't say I blame the guy, but it also meant this was barely a film. And regardless of what the back of the box said, this is, in fact, a softcore porn. Number two, the talking scenes between the grouping, uh, groping and molesting were really drawn out. Although some of the dialogue was pretty witty and some of it was actually kind of funny, most of it was just consisted of non-sequiturs and didn't advance the plot at all. And number one, this movie is two and a half hours long. Why the hell is a movie called Dick Shark two and a half hours long? Most of it doesn't even have the fucking dick shirk in it. He's in, like, three scenes. My God, did it really need to be that fucking long? For me, number three. The premise of this movie is that someone's penis, after putting penis enlargement cream on it, becomes malleable, like clay. And he sculpts it into a fucking shark. If ever my penis became malleable like clay, I don't think my first thought would be, hey, let's sculpt it into a fucking shark. I think I'd go see a doctor. What the fuck is wrong with this person? Number two. A lot of the scenes here are just long, drawn-out slow-motion shots, which only serve seemingly to allow the music to finish playing. And number one, this film is nearly two and a half hours long. At first, I thought it was a misprint on the packaging, but nope, it is excruciatingly long. Most movies can't make two and a half hours long seem like it's not that long of a time. This really, really, you feel every second of it. Except for those seconds when Dick Shark is flying across the screen. Those three seconds are the best. Yeah, pretty much. We both mentioned a little bit about the dialogue, so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war! Quote war. I think I'll start this one off. I'll quote the movie, so will Paul. We'll see who wins. My roommate sculpted his penis into a shark. You shoot my dick. You shoot me. I've heard about the little head controlling the big head, but that puts the dick in ridiculous. You need to stop fucking around with science. It might come back to bite you in the ass. Isn't it weird how spiders have eight legs, but only one vagina? You've been hanging out with Dick too long. His sense of humor is rubbing off on you. I'm not cuckoo for Dick Shark. Can we end this conversation? And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from Dick Shark, if you've seen Dick Shark and want to say anything about it, leave it here in our comments or on our website, bmoviebros.com. Well, I think it's time for us to give this movie our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave Dick Shark from 2016 a 10 out of 10. I gave it a 6 out of 10. I must say, Dick Shark is probably the most fucked up film I've ever had to endure. And yes, endure, not watch. A man's dick turns into a shark, and then I had to endure almost two hours of pointless nudity, meaningless dialogue, and random music just to find out that you don't even learn the fate of Dick Shark. What a fucked up cock tease of a film. However, I must admit that Aaron Brown being in this film is a great upside, and the use of Dick Shark and other giant creatures adds a small bit of fun. 
Admittedly, this film probably would have gotten a 6 or 7 out of 10 if it had been in the 80 to 90 minute range. I do actually encourage people to go see this movie. My words can't describe the crucible it is to view this monstrosity in its entirety. From what I've read, all of Bill Zabub's films are like this, so go pick up something by him and give it a watch. It'll be great to introduce your friends to and provide hours of chat time. You know, actually, now that I think about it, I'll reduce my score to 9 out of 10, because this movie did leave me with many I never thought I'd have to say that moments, such as, I never thought I'd have to say, what's going on with Dick Shark right now? We haven't seen him in a while. And, I never thought I'd have to say, this movie needs less slow motion vagina jiggling. So yes, everyone, stop what you're doing, go to the internet, buy a Bills Above film, and watch it, because you will be surprised. Dick Shark is one of those low-budget films that makes you ask, what the hell went wrong in my life? What choices did I make that led me to be watching Dick Shark? Am I on drugs? Should I have gone to medical school after all? The very existence of Dick Shark is an anomaly in the universe. It's something that by all logic should not exist, and yet it does. Perhaps hidden deep within this movie's bizarre plot and seemingly pointless transition scenes is a secret subtext that provides the meaning to all of existence, and it's just waiting to be analyzed by the right viewer. Or maybe it's just a movie about a shark that was once a penis, attempting to fuck as many women as possible. Either way, it was entertaining, if nothing else. I like the fact that it really didn't take itself seriously, and just the randomness of it was enjoyable. However, it's also ridiculously long, spanning two fucking hours. I can't say that I regret watching this film. Would I ever watch it again? Probably not. But at least I can say from this point on that I watched a movie called Dick Shark. Or you know, Paul, perhaps the whole thing was just a setup for the sequel, Dick Shark 2, where we get to find out the fate of Dick Shark. I sure hope so. I would actually watch the sequel to this. Uh, maybe not willingly, but if I was strapped down to a chair against my will, I would. it wouldn't be the worst thing to be subjected to. Now, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie review an A-movie companion and tell you why this A-movie is the same exact movie as the B-movie we reviewed, just of higher class and standard. For me, out on a limb here, I picked the 2001 film Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. I picked Back to the Future 2 from 1989. I have to say, both Dick Shark and Tremors 3 are movies about a monster which happens to look a lot like a penis. The Dick Shark, which is a shark shaped like a dick, and the Graboids, huge worms which are shaped like penises, because they're fucking worms. Both films feature characters being eaten. Tremors 3 has people being eaten by the monsters of Perfection Valley, whereas Dick Shark has women being eaten in a sexual manner by both men and giant spiders. Characters in both films seem to be in a secluded area, whether it's the Perfection Valley of Nevada in Tremors or some random forest in Dick Shark. Both films feature monsters which change from one form to another, Dick Shark metamorphosizing into bigger, stronger, and seemingly having stranger powers each time, Dick Shark, and the Graboids which evolve into different forms to carry on its own species. And, finally, both films feature a monster named after body parts of the private areas. Dick Shark has Dick Shark, which is named after a dick, and Tremors 3 has the Graboids, which evolve into Shriekers, which then evolve into Ass Blasters, which are named after the Ass. Therefore, Tremors 3 Back to Perfection is just an A-movie version of Dick Shark. 
I picked Back to the Future 2 because in Back to the Future 2, when Marty goes into the distant future of 2016, he sees a three-dimensional advertisement for the movie Jaws 19. And who knows, Jaws 19 may have actually just been Dick Shark. That's it? Yep, that's it. Oh, okay, so there you have it. For your A-movie companion, you can watch Tremors 3, Back to Perfection, or Back to the Future, Part 2. Now I think it's time for us to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. We'll give you some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Dick Shark metamorphosizes into a different form of Dick Shark, take a drink. Number two, every time someone tries to kill someone else, take a drink. Number three, whenever metal music starts playing, take a drink. Number four, anytime someone mentions the formula which created Dick Shark, take a drink. And of course, number five, because it's Monsters Are Rather Charming Hornballs Month, whenever a monster has sex or performs a sexual act, take a drink. Every time someone is attacked by the spider, take a drink. Every time someone takes off clothing, take a drink. Every time there's a close-up to someone's ass, take a drink. And every time Beelzebub gropes someone, thus reminding you why this film was made in the first place, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. And I have a fucking postscript here for the, the uh, bottom three. Number four on my bottom three is what the fuck ever happened to the spider? I want to know, why was the spider here? Where did it go? The spider was more interesting than the other characters. I would even go so far as to say the spider was more interesting than Dick Shark. Yeah, I can I can see that. And it just, it was never explained. It was never mentioned again. Perhaps in Dick Shark 2, we shall find out the fate of the spider. It's a very mysterious character. So, as we have come to the true ending of Mar- March, which here at B-Movie Bros was Monsters Are Rather Charming Hornballs Month, we have to rank all five films that we've seen um, this month. So, for me, I have to say, number five, Twins of Evil. It has Peter Cushing. It has twin Playboy models. It doesn't have much else. It's got one of the sh- most shocking scenes, surprising scenes, maybe I should say, that I've ever seen but even that's not powerful enough to bring it above the rest. Number four, Big Bad Wolf. It had great gore. It had a funny wolf, but most of the film was just boring nothingness. Surprisingly, at number three is Dick Shark. Although this got the highest rating on the shot scale that's available at a 10 out of 10, it did leave me with a lot of moments of, I never thought I would have to say that, and there was a gratuitous amount of nudity, and I must say that I love nudity in films, you know, even if it's uncalled for. And it did have Aaron Brown. Number two, Hellraiser. Every time I think about this film, I like it more and more. It's not so much a monster movie as it is a classic slasher, but it is fantastic. Number one, Dead Alive, a zombie masterpiece by Peter Jackson. Gore galore, story, romance, comedy, and the Sumatran Rat Monkey culminate into one of the most fantastic ending battles of any horror film to just make this melting pot of lovely, gooey B-movie cheese. 
For number four, I had Twins of Evil as well. To be- I can't believe a movie with twin Playboy models had very little nudity, and it was incredibly boring, despite the fact that Peter Cushing was one of the main characters. There was some cool sword fighting, but it happened at the very end of the film and didn't save the rest of it. For number four, part two, I picked Big Bad Wolf. Really wasn't that fun of a film, but some of the one-liners by the wolf were fun, and there was a little bit more nudity in that than Twins of Evil. For number three, I picked Dick Shark. One of the most bizarre films I've seen, for sure. But I kind of liked it, and I think that says more about me than it does about Dick Shark. Number two, Hellraiser. I love this film. It's a bloody work of art, and I could watch it on any day of the week. However, number one is Dead Alive. Dead Alive is one of the best homage horror films. It's so funny. I was laughing throughout the entire thing, and it just comes together so perfectly. I can't believe that I actually ranked a movie over Hellraiser, which is one of my favorite horror films, but... Dead Alive is, without a doubt, the best horror homage I've ever seen. And I have to give that the number one spot. Well, friends, there you have it. That's, uh, that's a surprising ranking from both of us, seeing as how Paul had a uh, number four and number four part two. But I guess when we thought there were only four weeks, it makes fucking sense. But uh, you know, if you want to join us next week as the month of April is starting, uh, we have two reasons to pick this theme for next month. Number one is one of our favorite shows is new season is coming out March 31st, um, right before April, and that is Trailer Park Boys. And number two, April has the uh, underground, so to say, holiday of 420, which is like National Weed Day or something. So we're going to do Drug Month. And we are going to start out with a film that started our friendship, Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horrors from 2006. We're in for a treat next week. Especially since we haven't seen this movie since 2006. So, until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back for more. Get over